Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to I Don't Know But with Gogo, where I serve you with hips of truth, a side serving of life lessons, ample amounts of encouragement garnished with laughter. It's always good vibes here, good energy here, so stay tuned. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm actually so happy that I'm doing this. I'm so proud of myself that I'm making this decision to come back here. Um, it's been a long time coming. New space. Come on, come on. We're in a studio now. Like I'm taking intentional steps, you know, to make this work. I was thinking about it for someone that practices, show your process, try again. If I don't try again, then I won't practice what, what I preach, right? So I'm back again um, to practice what I preach. So I'm excited about that. I've done this before. One of the things I was contemplating was, should I delete all the podcasts that I've done before, like all the episodes? And I spoke to a friend and she was like, no, it shows your process. It shows that you've tried before and you want to try again. And that's what I'm doing. So if you don't know me, hi, my name is Ugo Chiku Eluche, but I'm known as Ugo the Gogo to the virtual world. Some people call me Ugo, some call me Gogo, but for this podcast, call me Gogo. Very interesting. Like I said, I've done this before and I have episodes that you can listen to. But for the sake of rebranding and for the sake of trying new things, this is episode one of a new era. Welcome to a new dispensation. I need to drink water for that. <laughs> so what has been on my mind lately? Um, something that has been on my mind lately is the fact that we change. Life is in transitions and people change. I've changed. Um, my desires have changed. Um, my needs and wants have changed. I remember talking to my friend and we were just talking about, we were reminiscing about how like five years ago when I was coming out from university, I was crying about how I wanted a MacBook, how I needed a MacBook. Um, if I don't have a MacBook, I won't be creative. It will help my creative process. Like I was whining about it and I got a MacBook. Not immediately, but like, I mean, I have a MacBook now that I use for my process and for my creative work. And yes, it's made it easier, but my creativity was not very dependent on that MacBook. But it just showed like, okay, Five years ago, I wanted a MacBook. Now I have a MacBook. What would I want? What do I want now that in five years you'll be like, oh, it's not that much of a big deal anymore. So I've seen how I've changed as well, even my mindset as well. And I'm celebrating it. I'm celebrating it because before, when I think about like the past years, I'm always like indicting myself and punishing myself. Like, oh, you had this dream and you didn't accomplish it. What about the ones that you did accomplish? I mean, one of my dreams is that I wanted a MacBook and I have a MacBook. Hmm? But yeah, I, I'm really like learning how to celebrate the transitions that I have in life. That's something that's been on my mind lately. Um, and not to like indict or punish myself for things that I wasn't able to accomplish. Things happen. Things evolve. I evolve. I would evolve. Um, and I need to give like myself that space and that grace. So yeah, I don't know if it applies to you, but that's something that's been on my mind. But that's really not what this podcast is going to be about. But something I wanted you guys to do for me is, is it possible for you to count how many times I say I don't know but because I feel like I say it a lot and somebody was telling me that I don't so can you count anybody that gets the amount of times that I say I don't know but I'll give the person a gift so let's get into it I'll read something that I wrote and then we'll talk placing excessive emphasis on certainty in life in business and commitment is delusive and unattainable because nothing in life is certain. I mean, apart from God's love and his will for your life. But uncertainty, in fact, 
is the sole constant. And without it, even the most exceptional adventures and businesses would ultimately be unsatisfying. I think about when I, you know, listen to all these big CEOs of like very huge companies or people that have built big things or are doing big things. There's a theme that crosses across all boards and it's that they were uncertain about the idea at a point in time, usually at the beginning, but then they just like pushed past it. And the reason why I'm saying this is because there's just something about that feeling in your belly, you know, when there's this dryness in your mouth and there's this throbbing in your heart before you do something or attempt something. And I can't imagine knowing how everything will go all the time. It will be a boring story, to be honest. Like, it's just like those people that go to the end of the movie to know what it's about before they now get to watch the movie. You're living a boring life. Like, it's literally a boring life. Like, I understand, like, people don't want the suspense, but the beautiful thing about the, those movies is the suspense behind it, the suspense in the story. You know, and sometimes when we go and check what the end is like, it now becomes underwhelming. I don't know why I want to have an underwhelming experience when I'm watching a movie. It doesn't make sense to me, but you can never really, like, know the end from the beginning. Um, it takes away the element of faith and belief um, and truly and really your faith thrives in uncertainty. I heard that from Joyce Meyer. At least he has the potential to thrive in uncertainty. But I also think that people have misinterpreted uncertainty to mean that you are incompetent or that you lack self-esteem or maybe you don't have a plan. But I know some of us have been deemed competent. Some of us, you know, we, we have good self-esteem. Some of us plan to the T, yet still feel uncertain about certain decisions we want to make. So it's really none of this. And I also feel like it's not also about you being an anxious person because you can still have a plan and still be anxious. Like it doesn't take away from it. I remember an assignment in school and we we're supposed to use two words, two opposite words and kind of like juxtapose the two in design, put one up on top of the other and make like art kind of like typography. And the words, one of the words, one of the pairs that they gave us was brave and fearful. And I remember like just thinking about how to like put those two words together to make something beautiful. And I think I would like show you guys what I did at the end of the day, but something simple, not too dramatic. But I tried to bend fearful and put it inside brave because you know what? Even the bravest people are fearful. And before they take like brave steps, there's just the elements of fear, you know. There are elements of fear like that lists in bravery. So no one does brave things and doesn't feel fear. And the reason why I'm speaking about uncertainty today and in this episode is because um, it's something that I'm dealing with and it's something I feel like a lot of people are dealing with. But we don't know how to label the things that we're dealing with. I remember in one of my podcasts, I brought one of my friends in and she, one of my podcast episodes rather, I brought one of my friends in and she spoke about how we don't know how to label our emotions, what we're feeling. Um, so sometimes we just say you're angry, but you're actually disappointed or you're humiliated, you know, or you're sad. Um, and one thing I've been learning is to put more vocabulary into my emotions, into what I'm feeling. You know, let me sound smart and that. <laughs> but 
should be told, one of the things that I'm uncertain about is this podcast. And I'm uncertain about it taking off. I'm uncertain about it reaching the right people. I'm uncertain about if I would be consistent. I'm uncertain about if it would be what I want. Do you get what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm uncertain about if it will work this time. But I want to use myself as a learning module for us, for me and for you. If I try, if I release 12 episodes, if I put it out there, it will be there. And one thing that I will be certain of is that I've done it. So I feel like, and the reason I'm telling you is because sometimes you look at people and when they like create stuff and when you see them recording stuff, you feel like, oh my God, this person had their life all together. They're, you know, they're this, they're that. I mean, like people would ascribe me as the creative type, the multi-potentialite. But I still struggle with uncertainty because even if, I look a certain kind of way to certain people. I still have like things I'm dealing with by myself. Do you get like, yes, I'm creative, but I also have experiences. Some things, some days are not good days. I don't want to get up and do anything. And when I don't get up and I don't do anything, I don't put anything out there. Nobody gets to see what I can do. Nobody gets to hear about the kind of things I can do. Nobody gets to hear about the amazing things that I want to speak about or the things that I want to share. And it just feels like I'm fading away. <laughs> but yeah, that's the truth. Like sometimes I feel like I'll just fade away. Like every beautiful thing that God has put inside of me, if I don't talk, it'll just fade away. Like just there. I mean, I don't want to be a memory. Like a memory like that. You know? I don't want to be a memory like that. Nigerians will say things like, no one knows tomorrow. But what does it mean? Because I don't think it means that you should live in fear of what tomorrow would look like. You know, oftentimes when people say no one knows tomorrow, they are saying it so that you can make better decisions that might affect your tomorrow. And they say it in the context of, because no one knows tomorrow, you know, there's, this, there's somebody that you have like maybe beef with or you, you're angry with somebody. They are saying no one knows tomorrow, mend your ways so that if that person is in the position to help you, you will not be deprived of help. But life is not Nollywood, you know. Let's just dead a narrative. God doesn't use our lives to play chess. However, I would say no one knows your tomorrow except your God. No one knows the end from the beginning except your God, your source, the one who made you. Only he knows. And this brings me to what do I do with uncertainty? Because I've, I've kind of built up on the fact that uncertainty is a certainty. So what do I do with uncertainty? I don't know, but when I find myself feeling uncertain, which is probably like 80% of the time, I'm constantly thinking, what's the next right thing to do? If you're like me, um, I'm a fixer. I, I like to fix things. Is something not working, can we fix it? You know, that, that's like my natural disposition. And I'll say the next right thing to do is to do the God thing. Um, so what is the God thing? I want to start by saying that, you know, when you read about people in the Bible, they were more than just characters in a story. They were real people, actual people with real problems, facing doubt and uncertainty, just like you and I. So when I try to like read the, the scripture, I like to relate to it um, so that it becomes real to me and even in my journey with God. There are many examples of people in the Bible that worked with in uncertainty or through uncertainty. You know, but one that sticks out to me is the story of Joseph the dreamer, probably my favorite Old Testament character. Um, and that's because it was real to me. 
at least I, I could relate. Um, it was very interesting that Joseph was in a dark prison. And you can metaphorically say that his life, his journey to the palace was in a dark prison. Yet, Joseph was in God's perfect will for his life. Like 100%, he was exactly where God wanted him to be. <laughs> that makes me think and wonder like, okay, does it mean I got to suffer for this life? And let me actually give you a very realistic answer. Yes. And suffering means different things to different people. You know, like the suffering that I might experience here where I am is very different from somebody living in Syria. It's different from some, someone living in the northern part of Nigeria. So it's very different. But yeah, you would. Joseph was in a dark prison, but it didn't look like, he didn't look like the promise. 13 years in Egypt, two years in prison, faced temptation, seduction, been wrongly accused, even forgotten. But yet you tell me that he's in the perfect will of God and he was where God needed him to be. I remember one time when I was in undergrad and I was, I was in a dark prison. Oh God, I was in a dark prison. And this lady comes to me and she's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure, I need it. You know, like, but you know, when they give you the hug and they, you know, embrace you, you're like, ah, oh God, I feel your presence. And then this woman whispers into my ear and she's like, I see you and I see you just as I see Joseph. I just started weeping. I was like, Jesus, God, save me. Oh, Joseph, leave me, leave me. I don't want. But then when she said it, I knew what she was talking about. I knew it. Like, because I understood. I understood it. I didn't need her to even explain. Like, I just cried and wept. And like, I understood how my life at that moment related to Joseph. And that was because there was a promise I was holding on to and it didn't look like I had a promise. But one thing that I love about the story of Joseph is that, however, even in the midst of darkness and betrayal, Joseph does the God thing. You know, like I asked, what's the God thing? You know, He does the God thing. And he does the God thing by still living in obedience to God. He was still serving in humility, in integrity, in honor, with honor. Hmm. Let's take a moment and sink in all I've said. What's your God thing? What's the God thing that you need to do? Because it, it varies across all boards. But I beg you, and I'll say this, don't let bad experiences or difficult experiences harden your heart towards God. And if there's anybody that's going to tell you this, it's me. Because if there's anybody that's been through hard things, it's me. And I mean, yes, we've all been through, but I'm telling you based on experience, don't let difficult experiences harden your heart towards God. Don't give them that much power. Because in uncertain seasons, we have the ability to turn our eyes to God, to turn our eyes upon Jesus. And we do this through prayer, in prayer, with the word and in worship, where we esteem God's promises over our current experiences, whether good or bad. 
Because one thing that difficult experiences will do, they will cause you to forget who, who your God is. Um, forget, it will make you forget the promises he's made to you. It will make you even forget the things he's done in the past. Yeah. It, it wants you to prove him a liar. And recently I've been reading the book of Joshua. And I really love that book a lot. I love that book because I saw a pattern. And the pattern was every time the children of Israel won a battle, they would keep a memorial stone, just something to be a reminder, to remind them of the victory that they had. And even certain times they forgot about that victory. But do you know who never forgot? The enemies, the enemies, the people that wanted to attack them, they never forgot. They ne in fact, they were very aware of the fact that these guys had victory. Um, and it's very interesting that they forgot, but other people did not forget. But the people that should have remembered was them. It should have been them. So one thing I just you know, wants us to take away, you and I, from this episode and from this like sit down with you guys is, yes, you know, what lies ahead might be uncertain, but not God. He's always sure. He's always true. And he's always right. So yes, no one knows your tomorrow, but God does. And that's something that you can be certain about, okay? I hope this, you know, does something to your heart. I hope it's like helps you think about uncertainty from a very different perspective. I hope it helps you. I hope it just helps your heart heal better for times where you have been disappointed or times when you felt like you didn't have your life put together because you were uncertain about certain things. Forgive yourself. Um, forgive yourself. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. You didn't make yourself... <laughs> So you're not responsible for yourself. My friend would tell me God is responsible for you and God will take care of you. So yeah. Okay, um, that's it for me. That's it for me. I hope to see you guys in my next episode. Let's keep it rolling. Um, yeah, just share with me like your thoughts about like uncertainty. Like how have you dealt with uncertainty? What's your new understanding of uncertainty? How are you going to like do the God thing now, you know. What's your God thing to do in this season of uncertainty if you are in a season of uncertainty, okay? So till next time. Bye. So we've come to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you for sticking with me till the end. You're a real G and I appreciate you. Also remember, it's always love and swag. Yeah. Bye.